Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Uh, my name is Brent, and if you've heard me open one of these shows before, you already know that I'm the poor man's Johnny Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Now, no Johnny Gilbert would be complete without an Alex Trebek, and luckily I've got Alan as mine. Of course, since it's my luck we're talking about, Alan's my post-mustache Alex Trebek. <laughs> Still good, but nobody's favorite. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and joining us both is the real power behind this show, our very own anti-Trump, the universally <laughs> beloved Ski. <laughs> Hello, friends. Yeah. In this week's episode, in true Jeopardy fashion, Alan will provide a statement, and then Ski and I will respond in the form of a question. For example, Alan will say, a Sophia's Choice listener, and then I'll lose $100 by saying, who is someone with too much free time? (laughs) Knowing Ski, he'll then ring in with the correct answer, who is a pal and a confidant? (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, we'll finish Double Jeopardy, and then we'll probably discuss it in any other Ashley Judd movies we've seen. But in the immediate future... We'll pick our MVP of this episode and award it up to eight slices of cheesecake. Now, here's the star of our show, Alan. Do you think that we could possibly transition this into a whole other podcast without ever announcing that we were? <laughs> <laughs> like, when we started off, obviously, we're doing Golden Girls, and then we just keep talking about Ashley Judd a little more each episode until eventually it's just an Ashley Judd podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. At what point do we say... Welcome to Sophia's Choice, an Ashley Judd podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that we should we should go that direction. Um, well, I will tell you guys that I had very sincerely um, given a lot of thought of having every part of my recap be in the form of a question, mm-hmm. but I just I couldn't do it. I didn't give myself enough time for such an endeavor. Um, but I hope that you guys like the recap nonetheless. I'm sure um, it'll be awesome. So. All right, well, uh, Golden Girl Season 7, Episode 17. Oh, by the way, I don't have any listener interactions for today. I, mm. I already used up my, yeah. my ammo in That's prior right. episodes. But we had two really, really nice ones, so yeah, definitely. Indeed, yes. I'm still sated from those. Mm-hmm. And I would say right now, uh, Jennifer probably is, I mean, in our real time, is maybe still in Mexico finishing up her time there. Oh, so nice. So will probably hear back from her soon. Doing Moon River during her second encore. <laughs> exactly. I, <can> assume. <laughs> I think that's the kind of band she has. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Anyways, well, I believe uh, all bands should end with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> Just Moon River. It's kind of be the universal go-to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's how people know they can't go. They have to go home. They can't stay there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> people would actually be kind of disappointed then. I'm um, mm-hmm. going, oh, man, it's Moon River. We know it's over now. Mm-hmm. There is exactly. no further encores. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just not done. Turning on the lights. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Well, season seven, episode seventeen, questions and answers, mm-hmm. uh, February eighth, nineteen ninety two, is the original air date here. Uh, written by Don Siegel and Jerry Przingen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course directed by uh, Sexy Lex Viserys. Um, I'm going to go back and forth between you two okay. um, at the beginning of each scene, and mm-hmm. I will give you a question. We'll see which one of you do best. Okay. These are not hard questions for the most part, but you'll have to think about them a little bit. Perhaps. Are they Golden Girls related? Uh, they're related to the episode. This episode, uh, yes. Gotcha. And when I say related to this episode, it may be very loosely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, like how loose? Like a wizard sleever? <laughs> <laughs> I think this first one will be an excellent example of how loose of an association yeah. it is. <laughs> so you can decide if it's a, an amount that you can deal with or if you mm-hmm. might need to try to backdoor it on this one. <laughs> all right well scene one in a literary work film or other narrative this is the sequence of events in which each event affects the next one through the principle of cause and effect i'm sorry as a statement so i have to come up with like what is yeah exactly can you read it one more time sure thing in a literary work Film or other narrative, this is the sequence of events in which each event affects the one, the next one through the principle of cause and effect. What is an act or a scene? No, but you're on the right track. Do you want to give a guess, Ski? Sure. What is a plot? Very good. So, oh, wow. so one nothing, Ski. I guess I'll keep tra- track of this since Brent already got one wrong. Hmm. I'll do it mentally in my head. <laughs> I'll just do it mentally in my head and report back at the end of the episode who won. Okay. <laughs> Seems I already, fair. I already know that you're mentally compromised at this point <laughs> since you're past your expiration time. But For our episode today, uh, we learned that Dorothy's favorite game show, Jeopardy, is auditioning contestants in Miami, mm-hmm. and Dorothy intends to be first in line. Mm-hmm. Wanting to ride Canada's premier mustache, Blanche <laughs> also intends to try out. Uh, Rose walks in, down from a rough shift of being a, a best friend to the friends of good health. <laughs> Damn, I really butchered that, or at least I stumbled on it. Yeah, pretty close. Um, and needing something to perk her up. The girls have Rose close her eyes, and in walks a shelter dog named Jake to be their new companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose regales us with the tales of Rusty, a uh, determined dachshund who saved the family from a fire, but wasn't strong enough to retrieve the TV. Including the cat that none of them liked. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. He got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rose decided to take Jake to the hospital, um, and then the dog absconds with Blanche's slipper from the Mamie Van Doren collection. Mm-hmm. As Blanche takes off af- after him, Dorothy quips, Will you look at that? Man's best friend chasing man's best friend. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah, I like that as well. So that's a pretty quick overview of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we got a new dog in the episode, mm-hmm. and of course we have Jeopardy coming to town. Correct. And that's our A B story. Indeed. Does either of you two have anything to add uh, for our setup scene? Mm, no, I think no, so. I'm following the plot so far. Okay, it's a friendly good. looking dog. Yeah, that yeah, was a good looking well, it, dog. I did like that uh, they like she's got her eyes closed and it starts licking her face and it's like, stop mm-hmm. it, Blanche. Just tell <laughs> yeah. me, the, or just give me the uh, prize. Yeah, that was solid. Yeah. I like dogs that look like dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's a. He's a kind of nice, scruffy look to him. Yeah, so. exactly. Now, I, I, I don't mind a purebred. I don't mind. I mean, we we typically have had purebred dogs here, um, but always from breeders, never from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, puppy mill. mills or anything like that or pet stores. Where do but, you draw the line between the difference between a breeder and a mill? Uh, I guess if it's an individual that never has more than one litter of pets gotcha. at a time, then I feel fine with that because I feel like they're 
taking proper care. They're getting them all housed. They're all living in mm -hmm. reasonable conditions, um, gotcha. good conditions. And so I feel okay about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think, though, when you start getting to where they're living in bad conditions, then mm -hmm. or when you have someone who's breeding multiple mm -hmm. litters at a time, yeah. you're in the puppy mill category at that yeah. point. So mm -hmm. That said, I do feel like that um, if, if I were... If, let's say if something happened to Sherry okay. and, and I was going to be someone and I just wanted to have a dog of my own, mm -hmm. I think I'd try to go the shelter route mm -hmm. um, in that case. Yeah. But I know Sherry is, I don't think she would be down with that because she is very enamored with our Chihuahua. Mm -hmm. And I think that will be the next dogs that we get will be more Chihuahuas. Gotcha. And so, uh -oh. I don't know if you, what? I said, uh-oh. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's more dogs to hate me. There, well, yeah, that's true, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, a, a healthy amount of hatred towards you isn't really a bad thing. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. Well, to start scene, uh, to start scene two, Ski, I'm going to give you the first crack at this one. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So this is a healthcare institution providing patient treatment with specialized with specialized health science and auxiliary healthcare staff and medical equipment. Well, there's a hospital. Very good. Skis two mm -hmm. for two. Is that bullshit? That's an easy question. <laughs> well, it's just random. Okay. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did not choose uh, which way this would go. I, I just had to find little things that could fit in each scene. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> this is commonly called Heldware or Scrap. <laughs> <laughs> Say Hellware? <laughs> like, you know, horns and whatnot? Yes, exactly. <laughs> kind of shit you find at the spirit Halloween. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, our next our next scene begins in a patient's room as Rose brings Jake to cheer up an alien woman. Uh, we learn... say alien woman? Yes, an alien Something woman. Something else you can find at <laughs> spirit Halloween? <laughs> exactly. I this... think they prefer undocumented. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's Good. fine. I think it would be great if they did an entire episode that took place in a Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Although I don't know if the Spirit Halloween was around back in 92. I don't 92. think it was. Mm -hmm. the, uh, I'm sure if you go to the Spirit Halloween, like I'm sure they have like, um, I don't know. Like I'm sure they have like a Blanche costume or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm sure they call it like elderly Southern woman or, you know, sexy <laughs> right. elderly, you know, because they always have like, is there any other kind than a sexy elderly <laughs> woman? <laughs> Harlot <laughs> grandmother? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they always have like alternate names, uh, you know, yeah. to get around like the copyright stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. What 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 golden girl do you think you'd be most likely to dress up as if you were going to? Uh, probably Sophia. Yeah, she's definitely number one. I think she's the easiest to recognize. Exactly. And in the most modest. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. What about you, Ski? You seem more like a Blanche at heart, but <laughs> I don't know if you'd be a Blanche. At... I don't think I could pull it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah you just don't have the goods. <laughs> not really tall enough to be a Dorothy. No, certainly mm -hmm. not. I would say uh, you can be a bros, though. A bros? A bros, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call a male rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I'm... that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got some uh, some clothes that are sort of Miles-esque. We could have a couple's costume. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't know, though. I take that back. I don't know if I've really seen you wear anything. Well, maybe. Maybe at a nice occasion. I've got some sweaters and stuff. Yeah. I don't see you dress up very often mm -hmm. at all. Um, yeah. Normally, you're wearing, you know, your nice-looking casual wear. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like we went on a 
double date not too long back. Mm -hmm. You were a little more spiffied up than uh, normal yeah. with like a button-up shirt and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Well, I could see some miles in there. Yeah. Certainly miles picking up some day old Danish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at work one time. This is back when, you know, everybody went to the office on a fairly regular basis or whatever. Mm. And, <clears throat> a, you know, a coworker of mine who was probably, I don't know, 15 years younger than me, maybe a couple years more than that, but probably about 15, give or take. Okay. Um, she was sitting, so like, I had on, you know, a standard thing, you know, I had on khaki pants and like a plaid button up shirt or whatever, sure, you yeah. know. And that's pretty much what I wore, you know, whenever I went into the office, you know, and I was going to the office, you know, three, four days a week, something like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she commented, she's like, you're just always wearing your Sunday best. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember thinking, it's like, I don't know that this qualifies as Sunday best, you know. I hope the next day you went in on like a three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, this is what Brent wears to church. Exactly. This is how I roll on Shabbos. <laughs> Well, uh, so she's there to see uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hubbard. Hubbard. Mrs. Hubbard's the one that's in the hospital. Yeah, you know, the old mothers. Exactly. Um, the alien woman. <laughs> uh, Rose does let us know that uh, when Ancient Man discovered the need for pets, he turned to the animal kingdom. Yes, I really, really like that. Yeah. I love the uh, the pause. He like The old man is like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I like that Thanks old man. That old man to me is like Scruffy from, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, from Futurama. Exactly. You, you, I think we've talked about Scruffy from yeah. Futurama before. He's like a janitor, you said, or something? Mm, exactly. Yeah. That was who we thought you would be if you got that job, but unfortunately they patched you by. Well, so. I don't think they didn't ever pat, uh, Oh, they didn't even consider you, didn't you for it? You officially throw your hat yeah, in the ring? Was, <laughs> did, what? did you officially throw your hat in the ring? No, they didn't. They So it was only ever an option that they might do that. Oh, okay. And so like the uh, company that they <clears throat> should be, uh, kind of uh, contract out to mm -hmm. do a lot of the uh, yeah. janitorial and, and cleansing work, so what my, they, they've stepped up their game significantly <laughs> in the last few weeks. Gotcha. Okay. See, my play was going to be to do some of that work, but other, like, actual more, like, preventative maintenance stuff work. Gotcha. Like, things I would actually enjoy would, in my opinion, contribute better to uh, the health of the plant. See, you should have got yourself incorporated, like, Ski Co. Right, And then yeah. submitted a bid. It's like, I'll do this job and this other job for this amount. I still could do something like yeah. that. And if, I mean, <clears> if I'm willing, like, a lot of, like, manufacturing plants really do need like some kind of a position like that. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That would be kind of fascinating if you went into business for yourself uh, doing that type of a thing. The only problem is, is that... Nicole's still got... A, a, she's still on her own, too. We had no insurance. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. We got the Healthy Indiana plan. You sign up for that. <laughs> is that a good plan, Brent? Have you been on that before? No. Yeah. I just know it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea the qualification. You're like, quit your job. It'll be fine. Yeah, Healthy Indiana. You'll be cool. <laughs> no, it's... Like... There's Obamacare, the dice. and you know, in the marketplace, or yeah. and then like based upon income levels, if it doesn't quite pan out, then the Healthy Indiana Plan is also an option. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so I'm just saying that you'd be covered either way. You'd have options available to you. Yeah. Well, fair enough. But maybe for right now, just stick with the more traditional routes <laughs> of job opportunities. Maybe one day uh, the government will pull through and actually have. I I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself too super left lean on on all goals or on all uh, fronts, but uh, I do think the universal health care is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think it would. And I, I just I look at the uh, success of other countries that have the exact same thing, mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes you know similar economies to ours, 
And it works for them. I don't know why it wouldn't for us. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a fair a fair uh, assessment. You just want universal health care so Ski and I will stop asking for it during negotiations. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wanted because I've given up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tired yeah. of striking over the same thing every six months. Yeah, I appreciate that Ski's the man who knows when to give up. <laughs> That's why we became friends so long ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, life's beating him down, so I won't have to. Right. I mean, he was trying to look at some of the cooler guys that he could have mm. become friends with or latched yeah. onto, and eventually he was like, well, I guess this is the only offer I have on the table, so I'll, I'll go with it. Alan mm-hmm. knows good and well he's the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely will say that when Ski and I became friends, I was the cooler of the two of us, mm-hmm. but that was not saying a lot. Mm. So that was, you know, the, <laughs> what's the... Do you the, think you're the cooler of the two of you now? Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys I, are both, you guys both trump me easy. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I'm cooler than him. I think, I think that I'm a little funnier than him. I definitely think he's smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. But when you think about like he has the engineering degree and uh-huh. things like that, yeah. I think he has. I don't know. I think that he has a lot more cool things that he could say. Mm-hmm. It depends on who he's talking to, of yeah. course. Too, I think to a kid, he is infinitely cooler than I am. Uh-huh. To an adult, <laughs> um, yeah. to an adult, it may be a little more equal because you know if someone's not interested in what mm-hmm. you know he has information on, yeah. then the sense of humor might balance yeah, out yeah, a little yeah. bit better. But. Um, but no, if I had to put it overall, I would put Ski as cooler than I am. Mm. And I would put you as cooler than I am as well. Um, but Always a self-deprecator. I'm not even self-deprecating. I'm not like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just saying you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm a big fan of both of yours. So. Yeah. I think, you guys. yeah, I think you sort of glossed over it. But yeah, I think the engineering degree definitely, mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I agree. I mean, because you think about this, like you have an engineering degree. It's like bona fides. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have an accounting degree. That's not cool. Brent writes <laughs> textbooks. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far as career goes, um, you definitely, on the surface, have a cooler, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, people don't realize that you're a janitor in a factory, but still. <laughs> exactly. It's a custodial engineering degree. <laughs> But on paper, it looks good. It does. <laughs> so, other than the fact that That's it's well, I'm going do, for so. appearances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that when we when we do enter our golden girl years, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we happen to go out to like, ladies, 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 mm-hmm. would you like a retired engineer, a retired accountant, mm-hmm. or this guy? <laughs> <laughs> This guy, he knows his grammar. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that belt buckle. You don't get that belt buckle from a non-grammar rodeo. Exactly. <laughs> this participle ain't the only thing dangling. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's funny. Funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett is probably the person I know that has the most knowledge, grammatical knowledge. Um, I, I think. I think that you're, you know, very well written or very well read, and. Uh, I would just assume that your knowledge of grammar and, and sentence structure and all that stuff is probably better than anyone else that I know. And okay. I know some smart people, so that's a high okay. compliment. Okay. Uh, that said, do you ever find yourself getting irritated when you hear speak, people speaking incorrectly, or does that not bother you at all? It doesn't. I mean, uh, I've never heard you correct anybody. So. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, See, that makes you cooler, no, to have you. that information and not to lord it over people. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I just know there's, there's a billion things I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. 
and I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't bug me. Okay. You know. Well, good. I'm glad it doesn't bug you, and I'm glad that you don't point out my errors. No, of no. which I'm sure there are many. Yeah. No, I don't even like. I even. I right, so I'll make an exception here. Like if I was to get a, you had a typo in a text the other day, mm-hmm. and I knew what you were going for, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it didn't bother me or anything like that. But if I get a text from one of my kids that's you know messed up or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Fair I'm like, um, like. Um, Cassie and Gabby had made some brownies uh, for my grandmother, their great-grandmother, and my uncle had eaten some of them, and he'd sent me a text about how good they were and, you know, asking questions about it or whatever. And so I, you know, shared that text with Gabby. I was like, oh, you know, yada, yada, I really love your brownies, yada, yada. And she's like, good to hear, H-E-R-E. Oh. And <laughs> that's like, I've never so much wanted to ground her in my life. <laughs> Did you correct her? No, no. No, I was just too livid. I was like, I'll put her through that wall if I try to correct her. <laughs> Such a weird mountain to die on. Hill to die on, I should say. But. <laughs> yeah, well, it is funny because I frequently, when I type something out and send it, I need to do a better job of proofreading my mm-hmm. text because yeah. I'll see it almost immediately. And there's nothing that irritates me with myself more than when I send out a text that I think has a funny joke on mm-hmm. it and I make a fucking typo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that just killed it. That completely yeah. destroyed the humor. Because mm-hmm. even if someone gets the joke, if they have to then extrapolate what the joke yeah. was because mm-hmm. I mistyped something, then it just completely ruins yeah. it. In the same way. Um, do you guys ever do a text talk, really? Yeah, no. sometimes. Um, but only if it's a situation where I can't. Like, I'll occasionally use it in the car um, because... Obviously, I'm not going to text while I'm driving. But even in my car, it makes it hard because my Bluetooth situation is a little wonky and there's a bit of a lag. Yeah. And so then it makes it even worse than typical text-to-talk. Yeah, mine's the same way. Uh, My wife uses text-to-talk a decent amount. Mm -hmm. And it is clear that she does not necessarily proofread every time. (laughs) I just hope that whenever she does that kind of stuff to uh, clients, she's a little more thorough about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, if you're going to text in the car, then... For God's sakes, at least do text to talk then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you probably should I, avoid that whole hornet's nest, but... Yeah, I refuse to do it. I just don't like that at all. Yeah. Like, like a fucking dictaphone. <laughs> it's like, I am running late, period. Full stop. <laughs> Next <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Dictated, not read. Brent. Yeah, I, I always do put in the uh, periods. There was one time, I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, I know what it was. I was leaving a voicemail for somebody, mm. and I said period after <laughs> I had said something because, you know, I guess I had used the voice to text a few times. Was it I love you? Yeah. <laughs> and then please, please, exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little do you love me question mark. Uh, right. Yeah. So, um, so, anyways, but... Uh, well, back to that scene, uh, just to wrap that up. Uh, Rose starts to go into the uh, rusty story again, but Mr. Hubbard says that uh, Mrs. Hubbard's having a rough day and implores her not to regale them with that. Do you think Rusty, uh, in that fire, do you think he saved the trombone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was the trombone, for all we know. Um, but Do you know what a rusty trombone is? I do, yeah. yeah. So, it doesn't need to be rehashed. Yeah. I think that... Uh, 
Rose has spent more time in that rusty story than Blanche has spent in the rusty anchor. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> All right, so Brent, this is going to go to you first for number three. Okay, okay is it see, worth three points? See, no, still worth one. <laughs> we'll see if I need to bump up the last couple just gotcha. to make it competitive. Um, gotcha. All right, so this is an educational assessment intended to measure a person's knowledge, skill, aptitude, physical fitness, or classification in one or more topics. Can I get the question one more time? Sure. This is an educational assessment intended to measure a person's knowledge, skill, aptitude, physical fitness, or classification in one or more topics. What is the president's physical fitness challenge? Incorrect. Ski, would you like to give it? <laughs> what is a grade? No. What is a final exam? I'll accept exam. Okay. <laughs> um, I, what is a test? I would have uh, accepted exam, gotcha. although final would not necessarily be there. So I'll give Brent a point on that one. All tied up. Oh, uh, no, still he's up two to one. No, but it's, it's Jeopardy, so the first one was worth one, the second one was worth two, so that means Ski has three. I got the third one, which is worth three. All right, fair enough. Are we going negatives then when we answer wrong? No. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would make Brent start off with a negative one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then at this point, Ski would be down to negative one since he yeah. answered the minus three wrong, but yeah. you would be up even lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Long story short, the next question is worth four, and it goes to you first. Okay. So <laughs> you're still coming out ahead on this one. <laughs> so anyway, the, the third scene sees the shift over to an office building where Blanche and Dorothy are taking a test to determine if they will be considered as contestants. Mm -hmm. uh, the proctor says that the test is hard. Proctor. <laughs> and that... Only about 10% will be asked back. Blanche marvels, wow, 10%, I mean, one in five. Um, I did love the look on Dorothy's face when mm -hmm. she said that. And there yeah. was a guy behind Dorothy. He was like, ha, ha, ha. I don't think they noticed the guy behind, um, but mm -hmm. it was solid. Uh, the, exam the exam begins, and Blanche tries cheating off of Dorothy before also turn being turned down by Carl Sweetchuck. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Is that the guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> well, the guy's name. In uh, Police Academy, it's yeah. Carl Sweetchuck, yes. Yeah. So, you remember Sweetchuck from Police Academy? Yes. Okay. He, he, but the actor wasn't, he wasn't no. credited on the IMDb or anything, was he? Like well, the actor's the, name? Oh, no, that, that the actor who actually was in this episode, yeah. no. But I'm pretty sure it was not Sweetchuck. It was just, he looked like him. Yeah, he was just a nerd. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I thought, I was like, I've seen that dude before. Oh, it, and I was like, you were able to track him down? Uh, that guy did have a familiar look, but no, it yeah. wasn't Sweetchuck. Because I looked Sweetchuck up and yeah. that's not the same they were more similar than i thought they were in mm -hmm. my mind because i yeah, guess yeah. especially picturing him in the the police uniform mm -hmm. um but seeing pictures of him not in the police uniform mm -hmm. pretty close yeah pretty yeah. close approximation like the poor man's eddie deezer yeah exactly so do you guys have anything more from that uh, scene of them taking the test that you wanted to mention mm, not that i can think of okay i'm good all right. Well, so this one goes to you first, Key. Okay. Four four points on the line for this one. All right. A series of sofas made by a now defunct <laughs> Massachusetts <laughs> furniture manufacturer, due to their popularity at the time, the name became a generalized trademark in parts of the United States. Can you maybe read the question again? Yeah, one more time. And try to when you're listening to these these uh, answers, if you will. Uh, try to pick out the key thing that you're looking for because they are a little wordy. <laughs> All right. A series of sofas made by now defunct manu uh, Massachusetts furniture manufacturer, due to their popularity at the time, the name became a generalized trademark in parts of the United States. I think Brent knew it immediately. Mm -hmm. He's about to take a big ass lead. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. All right, Skeet, or uh, Brent, would you like to give a guess here? I, what is a Davenport? Very good, yes. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, very loosely related to the episode. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did not realize that. That was, it's funny because we've talked. I know about that, that was a brand name. Yeah, but I think it's like D A Davenport or something was okay. the name of the company that made them. Mm-hmm. Um, that company's gone out of business, but it just became so ubiquitous, almost like Kleenex or things of that nature, mm-hmm. that it just became what it was called. Q-tips. Yep. So uh, that is where we start the fourth scene as Dorothy and Blanche anxiously await the results of their Jeopardy exams. Uh, Jake walks in with Blanche's slipper, and Rose calls him the best thing that ever happened to her, which seems pretty strong considering that she was <laughs> married to Charlie, knows Miles, has moved in with them, and has children. Mm-hmm. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but Jake is the best thing that's ever happened to her. I um, mean, she's pretty flippant with that best thing that ever happened to her here soon as well. But um, she boasts that uh, he can find anything, and Sophia sends them off to find a viable Democratic a Democrat for president. Mm-hmm. A few months later, Jake emerges with Governor Bill Clinton, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> so, uh, in actuality, the phone rings, and it's the folks at Jeopardy telling Dorothy that she passed the test and asking her to uh, relay a message to Blanche. Dorothy says, that is fabulous news, too. Sure, sure, I'll be happy to tell her. Blanche, you flunked. <laughs> yeah, um, she was... Pretty excited to uh, pass on that knowledge. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and the look on Blanche's face as she's excitedly waiting this news and then to find out that it's the wah, opposite. Wah. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> Did you guys have anything more for their big uh, you know, mm-hmm. phone call scene? Nah. Not that I can think of. All right. Well, Brent, you're able to really extend your lead out here because okay. you're going to get the first crack at scene five. Okay. Uh, we got eight scenes all together, just in case you were wondering how many opportunities there will be. So, Brent, uh, in education, this is the practice of working intensively to absorb large volumes of information in short amount of time. What, a studying? Nope. Cramming? Well, you didn't give Ski a chance to, to answer. That would have been my guess. Okay, well then, should I give Ski the points? Did he get it correct? If it's cramming, yes, he did. I was it's not a fair question because he has a bias towards cramming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can give him the points. All right. Well, then, then Ski by default takes the lead back. <laughs> so, so five points go to Ski here. So eight to seven as okay. it stands. But Ski did get pretty little. I mean, I, I don't know. We can only take him on his word. And he's a pretty honest guy yeah. from my experience. Yeah. I, I really was going to say that because yeah. when he said studying and you said no, I was like, well, yeah. he said over a short period of time. So um, so the uh, story continues with Dorothy getting in every last piece of info that she can after pulling an all-nighter. Uh, Blanche is thankful that she's pretty and Rose offers her yearbook as a study aid. I thought that was pretty funny because she asks, like, who is the secretary yeah, between these years? Yeah, two years in a row. Yeah. And she's like, I plan to win this. Um, <laughs> Sophia tells Dorothy to get some sleep and reminds her of when she got knocked up by Stan. Dorothy tries to continue studying, but dozes off. Now, technically, this would be part of the same scene because it really does just fade directly in from the her falling asleep right into the dream. Yeah, but it's definitely yeah. different, I think. Yeah, I mean, I dream broke them sequence. up. So. Did you guys have anything pre-dream that you wanted to bring up? Uh, we've seen a few episodes here recently. <laughs> And uh, Sophia has been bringing it up a lot that uh, she got knocked up by Stan. Yeah. <laughs> was this the episode where she asked why she has to bring it up every single day of her life? Yeah. And she's like, 
so it won't happen again. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I did too. I enjoyed that. I don't remember if that if that has hit in the story. I don't think I noted it specifically, but I yeah. do remember that being a pretty funny line. All right, Brent. We're into scene six now, so you got a chance to take back the lead here. Okay. All right. This is a... Uh... Oh, wait, no. I guess this would go to Ski first because the other yeah. one went to you first. Oh, mm -hmm. so Ski, now you have a chance to uh, extend the lead. Mm -hmm. This is a technique used in storytelling, particularly in television and film, to set apart a brief interlude from the main story. The interlude may consist of a flashback, a flashboard, a fantasy, a vision, or some other element. Um, and I can read it again if you like. Was it a dream sequence? It is a dream sequence. Wow. So Ski is now taking a commanding lead. Although, actually, if Brent gets his next question right, it'll be tight again. So. <laughs> then so it'll all come it's down to the so final commanding. question, possibly. Yeah, I guess so. so. We'll see. Hopefully it turns out that way. Mm -hmm. Now we're right into the money sequence. I think this is certainly the best yeah. uh, the best scene of the entire episode. Oh, uh, definitely. It's one of my all-time favorite scenes of any yeah. Golden Girls episode. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, so. you could tell, like, the Jeopardy people were having fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so, Freddy Krueger style, we enter Dorothy's dream, <laughs> <laughs> where she is... Competing against Rose and a Charlie Dietz, aka David Leisure, uh -huh. on an episode of Jeopardy. I thought that was a nice crossover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I same. agree. Uh, Rose is the defending champion, and per the announcer, didn't get knocked up in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Trebek comes out and introduces the categories: cows, babes, chickens, more babes, chicken babes, and finally, baby chickens. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have gone through more questions. That, that was yeah. so great. Yeah. They only went through a couple. Um, so uh, Rose strikes first in the cows category, and Charlie fo uh, follows up by correctly identifying the interest of Miss July. Alex notes that she has taken up windsurfing since her magazine appearance. That's correct, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dorothy is doing some lucid dreaming, so Alex points out that anything can happen. Uh, they move on to double jeopardy, and the categories include structural engineering. That would be in Ski's uh, alley, I'd say. Photometry, Roman law, Systems of non-uniform motion, electromagnetic phenomena, and finally gum. I actually think Ski would do really good in this double jeopardy <laughs> round. Other than gum, I think Ski would have at least a decent idea of all these other things. I don't know Roman law. Do you think you know much about Roman law? I don't know. I mean, I know you know I'm Roman sure it would depend on the. Uh, a lot of our current law is based on Roman law, so there could be enough. You know, carry over. Yeah, that's true. I'd like to think it's just five questions about rendering under Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, after mopping the floor, uh, Dorothy asks, "Why? Uh, what is the point of this, um, as she is just humiliating Rose and Charlie? Uh, on Final Jeopardy, however, Rose wins because she says Cary Grant is buried in Grant's tomb, while Dorothy says Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, Merv Griffin comes out and sides with Rose as Dorothy implores him, and this might be the best line in the entire series mm -hmm. ever, um, but it probably wasn't so yeah. 10, you know, <clears throat> whatever years ago. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, you are the most beloved man in America. You are bright. You are charming. You are the anti-Trump. Mm -hmm. um, and I did like Merv Griffin's just whole like, yeah, you know, kind mm -hmm. of <laughs> not along. <laughs> yeah. He kind of has a look of almost like yeah. a nice version of <laughs> exactly. Trump. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I guess we have to flip it around or whatever, but like, <clears throat> Trump is the bizarro Merv Griffin. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, well, Alex and Merv decide that uh, Dorothy gets no parting gifts, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I love well. the yeah. fact that Alex Trebek was like, he doesn't like when people 
uh, kiss up. Isn't that right, Your Excellency? <laughs> yeah, and then gives a little like, curtsy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line of the whole one, is like that little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also like, too, that Alex and Merv, after they decide she gets no parting gifts, they high-five each yeah. other. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you see Alex when he was on The X-Files? I didn't see that. I, I had looked over his IMDb page, uh-huh. and I noticed that, you know, of course, most of, almost all of what he did uh-huh. outside of uh, Jeopardy was him as himself. Yeah. And I believe he was himself in The X-Files, too, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, he played a man in black. Oh, did he? Uh-huh. Um, like, the men, you know, who show up, like, we have an alien sighting or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, him and his partner was Jesse Ventura. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's a good pairing. But it was, um, yeah, it was, I think it was, like, the guy who was, like, relaying the alien abduction that he experienced in the men in black or whatever. Okay. I think he said something like, like, I can't swear it was Alex Trebek, but I think it was Alex Trebek or something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, that's <laughs> but it had started because David Duchovny was on like celebrity jeopardy, like okay. a season or two before and just did like horrible, like ended <laughs> up like negative money or something like that. Just <laughs> horrible. And just, I don't know. <laughs> he was like trying to, Trying to demonstrate that he was okay with it, you know, by having <laughs> Alex on his show. Well, I thought that was a, a, I mean, it was just a great scene. Like you said, probably yeah. one of the best individual scenes yeah. um, in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys have more to add to it? I didn't really talk too much about Charlie uh, Dietz in there. Yeah. He had some solid parts as well. But... I liked his doodle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had a little doodle of like. I didn't know the yeah, answer. This so guy. I this. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it him? Yeah, that kind of reminded me of that episode of Cheers when Cliff Clavin is mm-hmm. on uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. And I think his answer for final Jeopardy is three people that have never been in my basement or never been in my kitchen, something yeah. like that. And he's like, well, it is true. They've yeah. never been there in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so anything else to add it before I move into scene seven? Mm, I'm good. Okay. I don't think so. All right. So this one is going to go over to you, Brent. Okay. And if you get this one, you will tie it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a swath of soft cloth large enough either to cover or to enfold most of the user's body and thick enough to keep the body warm by trapping radiant body heat that otherwise would be lost through convection. Would you like me to repeat that? Yes, please. Okay. This is a swath of soft cloth large enough either to cover or to enfold most of the user's body and thick enough to keep the body warm by trapping radiant body heat that otherwise would be lost through convection. What is a robe? Nope. So, Ski, can you... What is a blanket? A blanket, correct, yeah. Mm. So now Ski... Uh, boy, I mean, it, Ski is up by a lot to a little, so... Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what... Do you want me to give you the, the totals at this point? No, I mean, he's up by, what, 18 or 15? Well, let's see, yeah, 21 to 7, so mm. 14 so All far. Right. But luckily, the last one is worth 15 points, and it's up for grabs. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> As is the case in most episodes of Jeopardy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But Ski gets first dibs at it? Nope, but this, uh, I'll just read it out, oh, and whoever gotcha. yells it out gets it. Um, okay. But I will say Ski is more likely to answer it. Oh, um, what is Song of the South? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the question was not greatest Disney movie ever. <laughs> to which, of course, that would be Ski's only exactly. answer. <laughs> like, do they even make any after that? You guys... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so, uh, so <laughs> the answer, of course, was what is a blanket? Um, gotcha. This is what. That, of course. <laughs> I think my answer was just as valid. 
Well, this is what uh, Mr. Hubbard is clutching as Rose comes into the hospital room and learns that Miss Hubbard is no longer in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose uh, decides to give Jake to Mr. Hubbard, but reminds the dog not to chase and that cats are people too. A, a, pers- a piece of birthday cake is sounding real good right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this individual scene is pretty heartbreaking it scene. It really is. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's funny. It's the pretty light episode overall. Uh-huh. And then it's like, this one really brings it down a notch. And, and uh, he's basically saying, yep, she died. Well, you want my dog? <laughs> well, that's too bad because I really like Mr. Hubbard. I thought he was good in the episode. Yeah. I liked Rose. Yeah. But this whole scene knocks the whole thing down a slice or so of cheesecake mm-hmm. just because yeah. it just was unnecessary in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, I think they were just trying to find a way to make it so they didn't have to have the dog and yeah, like but they could the rest have, of the series. They could have had a lighter way to do it. It could mm-hmm. have been, you know, like oh, as I know, well, emotional she, support animals weren't a thing back then. Yeah. but it's just like Mr. and Mrs. Hubbard were such a lovely couple. Yeah, that you know you can't help but feel bad for them. Mm. Like if they were going to do this and kill somebody off, you know, bring back Sophia's ex and his wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks back, well, kill her off on the show. And I realized too that you know. Miss Subbert had been sick probably for a while and in mm-hmm. pain and whatnot, but there's not, you know, there's no tears on Mr. Hubbard's cheeks either from his mm-hmm. wife just having died within the last... Pretty recently, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, simply that she, day. Yeah, yeah. She, he's in the, the hospital room. Yeah. Right. Like she's out of pain, so I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I think he probably accepted the fact that it was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a different generation, more I, stoic. Yeah, I, I think it's a different direction. That, I think it's his fault. Like she, he, you think he, he put asked, her out of her pain? He, he gave her the clap. <laughs> he pulled the plug. Huh. It wasn't even really on the on the line, but yeah, he was like, you know what? I maybe even get a dog out of this. That's always one of my favorite jokes. I've seen this I, uh, version of this joke several times, but where someone is kind of mildly ill in a hospital bed, and someone's like <laughs> goes to put them out of their misery with the pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm totally fine, really. Yeah. I'm here for cosmetic it's really surgery. Minor, yeah. yeah. Um, just Botox, but um, Mr. Hubbard when he first met Jake, he's like, "Oh, I see the hospital chef is here." Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was a solid one. But yeah, I just I don't know. I felt like there's different ways they could have handled that that wouldn't have been such a downer in the episode. Well, they could have <laughs> totally done it almost the exact same way, but happy. Like, oh yeah, she's all better. You know, and so well, you know, she's loved that dog so much. Would you want to take him home with you? Yeah, she's like she needs help or something. Yeah. Yeah, I take the dog. Yeah, but I guess too when when they already put in the line for Rose saying that she's the best thing that's ever happened to it her. Almost makes it too much. Yeah, yeah, it's like you have to have an over the top reason for her to also be willing to give the dog away, I guess. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, good on Rose for being willing to do that, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I mean, it does show growth on her part because I mean, previously she wouldn't give her teddy bear to a child. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rose well, that is... child was a horrible child, though. <laughs> <laughs> Rose didn't know it at the time. All right, guys, we got one more question here to finish off the episode um, for our final scene. Ski's distracted, so read it. <laughs> so this is again, as as is typical in most Jeopardy mm-hmm. episodes, one final giant question that decides everything. Um, but you guys can either one whoever says it first uh, gets it. But but you only can say one answer. Okay. okay. Um, all right. This is the science or art involved with the study, design, what is photometry, and manufacturing of air flight capable machines and the techniques of operating aircraft and rockets within the atmosphere. 
Was well, rocket science? Nope, you're both wrong. Um, I'll, I'll guess again. I'll read it one more time, yeah. or do you want me to read it one more time? Yes, please. Okay. And again, you, you can either one can yell out whenever, but you can only yell out once. Uh, this is the science or art involved in the study, design, and manufacturing of air flight capable machines and the techniques of operating aircraft and rockets within the atmosphere. What aeronautics? Is what is aeronautics? What is aeronautics? <laughs> Engineering? <laughs> well, I, Ski said it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, I think you were about to say it, but Ski yeah. was just more aggressive he with was. it. <laughs> so, he was. Congratulations, Ski. You are today's champion, <laughs> and you were invited back tomorrow to defend your crown. <laughs> so I can take tomorrow off? Sure. I think I'm the real winner. <laughs> um, well, this is, the, uh, this is the medical specialty concerned with the surgical treatment of disorders which affect any portion of the nerve. Oh. Oh, I forgot. I had a second one in here. Oh. <laughs> so we got one more. I was more. like, what, what are we doing at um, the end? Uh, so this one's worth 32 points? <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, this one's... <laughs> exactly. As typical, double, double jeopardy. Um, I may, double, double I may lose jeopardy. yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the medical specialty concerned with the surgical treatment of disorders which affect any portion of the nervous system, including the brain, spinal cord, and peripheral nervous system. What are leeches? <laughs> no. Do you want to give a guess, Ski, before I read it a second what time? What is neuroscience? That's right. So, once again, Ski. Uh, ski ski just, just continues to hammer you into the ground. He bested me intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I actually had neurosurgery, but I believe either one wasn't acceptable. So, so this is a... Uh, okay. <laughs> I got yeah, one no, more. No. One more. This one. 64 points. <laughs> 64 pointer. All right. This is a <laughs> this is a person who teaches a school class when the regular teacher Professor is Cooper. Is what is a substitute teacher? Substitute teacher, yes. <laughs> the the hammering continues, <laughs> but Ski's uh, horrible gloating is going to still disqualify him from the final. So, um, so yes, when the regular teacher is absent or unavailable, uh, the the other answer that would have been acceptable is who is Dorothy. Mm. So. <laughs> so uh, back at the office building now, Dorothy is uh, competing. Yeah. Just as this. Um, did you notice they used the same external shot of the TV studios they did two weeks ago when they did the... Uh, yeah, they used it oh, several times it? for Rose's mm -hmm. like, work. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But that is cool. Yeah. Um, well, back at the office building now, Dorothy is uh, competing with some high achievers for a chance to be on the show. Dorothy gets off to a hot start, and when the category turns to the uh, book of Genesis, Dorothy notes, Hey, Doc, I bet you wish you hadn't wasted all that time on Darwin now, huh? <laughs> so solid. Yeah. Uh, they hand out flyers at the end um, to the players that are moving on, but Dorothy's brash attitude causes her to not get an invite. Mm -hmm. uh, Sophia gives a little comfort um, and then reminds oh. Dorothy of getting knocked up again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the episode ends with Dorothy offering, or with uh, Sophia offering Dorothy a lifesaver, and Dorothy telling her to go to hell. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. So we did have a lot of guest actors in that. We did. Um, I'll try to get through them somewhat quick. Um, yeah. Of course, we had uh, Alex Trebek playing yeah. himself. Mm -hmm. uh, Two hundred eighty titles to him. Fifty-seven as an actor. The vast majority as himself. Mm -hmm. um, this is only Golden Girls. He was on two episodes of The Simpsons, which I always like to mention. Since yes. Since not a lot of people uh, 
watch that show. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's not a ton of crossover between Golden Girls and The Simpsons, at least as far as actors go. Yeah. Not nearly what there is with uh, Star Trek and stuff. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, The two episodes that he was in were uh, Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, which was Season 9, Episode 10, and Season 24, Episode 5, Penny Wise Guys. Mm. So I don't know that one offhand. I'm sure I've seen it at some point, but I don't mm-hmm. have it committed to yeah. memory at all. It's been in eight years. Yep. Uh, then we had uh, Merv Griffin. Mm-hmm. I played himself also. 323 titles to him, only 27 of those as an actor, and, and again, mostly as himself. Mm-hmm. Although I think he did have some old stuff where he was mm-hmm. in things as a traditional actor. Yeah. Uh, his only Golden Girls. Uh, television personality and uh, media mogul, best known for the Merv Griffin show, which I guess he was the, I think I said, second most famous talk show host mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. right behind Johnny Carson. Yeah. And uh, he was, of course, the creator of the uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really funny Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the old Merv Griffith set oh, and really? sets it up in his living room. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I'm, sounds kind of familiar, but I don't remember well enough. To, I can't tell for sure if I've seen it or not, but it does sound yeah. familiar. So, like, he finds it in a dumpster, and he gets it, and he sets it up in his living room, like, replaces his living room furniture with the Merv Griffith set. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then... You know, he's sitting there behind the desk and he's got Newman on the couch. And like, and Jerry's just walking in the hallway trying to get into his apartment. He's like, oh, our next guest, Jerry. And he like pulls him in and makes him sit down and talk. And, and then like, Jerry gets mad and leaves. And Newman's like, we got to get better guests or something like that. It's a really, really funny episode. That's great. Um, we also had uh, Johnny Gilbert. Uh, he did the voice, uh, mm-hmm. 72 titles for him, his only Golden Girls. He did a lot of game show voices, mm-hmm. voiceovers, uh, Price is Right, Joker's mm-hmm. Wild, $25,000 Pyramid, mm-hmm. Supermarket Sweep, and, of course, Jeopardy. Yeah, I think he still does Wheel of Fortune, doesn't he? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, possibly, yeah. He was not that young then, and that mm-hmm. was 30 years ago, so I yeah. don't know for sure if he is or not, but I hope he is. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, David Leisure. He played, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Charles Dietz, his yeah. second of two Golden Girls. Although in his first one, although he's sort of the same character, he played Oliver, was his name the yeah. first time around. That was in the uh, original Empty Nest yep, pilot. Exactly. With, with Paul Dooley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dooley was uh, the best part of that episode. One yes. of the worst episodes of The Golden Girls. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the idea that every time you're shocked by my opinion of it, <laughs> that you just can't even fathom the idea so it immediately gets blocked out of your head again by the time you leave the room. Exactly. <laughs> I just do my most is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like every time you, you walk out here and you're like, we all love that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> Universally beloved. <laughs> right. Sure contender. Yep. Uh, then we had uh, Derek McGrath. He was the coordinator. 128 titles for him. Yeah, I recognize him, but I can't remember from what I've seen him in. Well, this is his only Golden Girls. A uh, couple episodes of Star Trek Voyager <laughs> as Crewman Shell. Mm-hmm. Four episodes of Cheers as Andy, which I feel like I recognized him from that role. Yeah. A- Andy, Andy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 72 episodes of My Secret Identity as Mr. Jeff Coat. So maybe that's what you're thinking because of the Probably, whole Jeff thing. I, I do go to the annual Jeff convention. I know what you probably remember him from, though. Uh, his voice working intergalactic Thanksgiving or Please Don't Eat the Planet as print not funny enough. <laughs> Did you have anything else you remembered him from? You seemed like he had something on the tip of your tongue. No, just cheers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Bill Irwin. He played Mr. Hubbard. 254 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. 
He had a couple episodes of Seinfeld as Sidney Field. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes of Growing Pains. He was in Home Alone as Man in Airport. Mm-hmm. One episode of Star Trek The Next Generation as Dr. Dalen Quance, or Quace, I should say. Mm-hmm. 14 episodes of Gunsmoke. And then, of course, uh, my favorite show that he was in. Uh, he played Dr. Ames in How Awful About Alan. <laughs> 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 um, we had uh, Camilla Ashland. She played Mrs. Hubbard. Mm-hmm. 27 titles for her. Her only Golden Girls. And actually, her last... Uh, her last appearance, I thought that was kind of fitting considering she died, died on yeah. the episode. Oh, wow. She wanted to really go out. Maybe maybe that's why they ended it the way they did. She's like, well, you'll be back for Thursday's show, yeah, right? Right. Died, <laughs> died midway through filming. Um, the only thing that was sort of noteworthy from her 27 things was that she played uh, Ruby Ingalls in two episodes of both V and V, The Final Battle. Oh, nice. And then finally we You had, think she's the descendant of Laura Ingalls? I don't think it's uh, spelled the same way, but oh. sure. <laughs> so the E instead of an I. Oh. So. Well, you know, 20 generations is going to be yeah. some, one of those Ellis Island fuck-ups or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, and then we had, uh, finally, uh, Raymond uh, Forshion, and he played Professor Bradley. 106 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. He had a couple episodes of Fresh Off the Boat, which I don't care about because I haven't watched it, but you mm-hmm. are a fan of it, right, Yeah, you enjoyed it. An episode of uh, Shameless, four episodes of Miami Vice, and uh, one episode of Star Trek. The you Next play the Noog Man? Yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then one episode <laughs> of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation as Ben Prieto. Hmm. So that is everything I have for this episode. Cool. Quite a list. It mm. is. Okay, so this week we're going to go ahead and talk about our MVP for the episode. This week? Yeah. Just try to try out something new? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um to me, I don't. I rarely do this. I rarely pick a small time oh. guest actor, but Alex Trebek Yay. just really killed it. So I had to go with Alex Trebek, and I, you know, a little bit of in memoriam too. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I thought he just really stole the show in his bit that he was mm-hmm. on there. Yep. How about you, Ski? Uh, similar. Uh, I didn't go with Alex. So I went with Jake, who um. I'm guessing is in memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not on board. <laughs> that was a stand-up performance on a dog. I was going to go with Alex Trebek too, but now I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll just go with Johnny Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going with Alex Trebek. Um, I really wish that. I don't. Know, I guess it's probably hard to do whatever. I, I wish Alex Trebek was as ubiquitous in the pop culture as Bob Ross is. You yeah. know, I agree. Yeah, because I think I'll, I mean. Is Bob you think Ross he's still not? around? No. Okay. How long ago did Bob Ross die? Was it a long time ago? Yeah, like 20-some years. Oh, wow. And I guess it's one of those things that Alex isn't going to look as funny on a coffee mug or Chia Pet or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I would say he's definitely a more funny-looking character yeah. than Alex Trebek. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's into art, so I plan to get him a Bob Ross, Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. for uh, some upcoming occasion because yeah. I think he'll find the humor in that. Yeah. But I agree. That's yeah, too bad because Alex Trebek, I would say it's funny because he was a much bigger part of the. Mm-hmm. As what do you like to call it? He, you don't like Zeitgeist. You like something else. Zygote. Zygote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he was a much bigger part of the public zygote than uh, than uh, Bob Ross was. But yeah, like you said, somehow at some point Bob Ross caught fire and now he's just it's all a, over the place. Yeah, I mean, he likes zygote because it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, I'm gonna call you out on. By definition, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> if it was, and I, unless you're doing some freaky stuff, wow. the zygote's inside because well, it's fertilized. I thought it was a cell. 
it's a it's fertilized cell, I think. So I, it would have been like if the, the sperm meets the egg, it then becomes a zygote. So yeah. and only know. if you're munching out the uh, the vads <laughs> real bad, <laughs> going way deeper than you should. He said munch, and I was like, oh, God, he's going to. <laughs> and then he did. <laughs> See, he could have gone a different direction. I, In my mind, because I don't have the same level of depravity that ski does <laughs> i was thinking like if you worked in a fertility type clinic where mm-hmm. like they they stored the eggs and did the you know the fertilization mm-hmm. outside of it then he could be there like you know uh-huh. having his snacks out, out the of the petri, petri dish, dish. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know that wouldn't fit ski's narrative so. exactly. <laughs> it's like on arrested development when ann makes the egg salad in her mouth yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty gross Anyway, um, you should take him up to the uh, Bob Ross Museum up in Muncie. Okay. That would be cool. So do you have any other questions for us? We know that Alex Trebek got two of the three. Yeah. Um, We talked about that. We mentioned favorite lines throughout the episode, so we don't have to belabor that. Mm -hmm. Um, How many slices of cheesecake would you award at Ski? I gave it 6.5. 6.5? Okay. Uh, seven. I like quite a bit. Yeah. How about you? I gave it 7 minus 1 because it just brought me down too much, yeah. that uh, that last scene with Rose and the uh, Hubbard. So it, it was on its way to a 7, and then it knocked, okay. got knocked down to a 6 for me. So. Okay. So Still six and a half, seven, 7 minus 1. Yeah. So it's a possible contender. Yeah, 6 wild card. average. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be in there. In the wild card slot, maybe. So. If we were doing individual scenes, then it would be right up there for sure. But yeah, like the whole Jeopardy scene, dream sequence, whatever, mm-hmm. eight slices. Yeah, like that, and Henny Penny. Like there'd be a handful of scenes that would be right there at the yeah, very top. Favorites. Yeah. So it'd be his choice, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess all we have left for this week is final Jeopardy. Yep. And here it is. He is the man everyone wants to stay golden. Who is Coco. Correct. <laughs> very nice. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.